Oddcast 182, and typically I ruined it. So. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> it just says crap. There you go. It, <laughs> oh, what do we have here? <laughs> oh, I like it. That's awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's going on? It's on mute. Oh, I'm just going to no. do the podcast like this for, for an hour, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> doing good. How are you doing, Daryl? Tim, you're muted. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I do hear sex sells, so that's perfect. <laughs> well, we were told to wear ugly Christmas sweaters. I don't have a Christmas sweater, but I got an ugly shirt, so it worked out perfect. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> when Daryl said, I got you after I kind of gave him a little business, I understood. Yep. Yeah. I understand what's coming. I, I love that. You knew yeah. was coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So yes. last uh, podcast before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Are we well, doing last one... last hour podcast before Christmas? Right. Correct. Yeah. Are we doing a podcast before New Year's? Uh, Does anybody yeah. look at the calendar anymore? The I don't. It's the twenty seventh. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we can plan something. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We have we have a small tournament going on that weekend or that day. No, it's not a big deal. No, we're good. Yeah. No, no big deal that way. So. <laughs> we're good, Dex. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. Good to see you. Welcome back, Daryl. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I just uh, yeah. I felt like today would be a good day to come back and join you guys. It's, uh, it's been a little while, so happy to it oblige. The gray and the beard, like you're going full Santa for this? Or? Yeah, well, I was actually they, within the group chat today, Tim sort of mentioned we should do a Santa theme. And yeah, I'll come and join. Christmas theme. I think it was ties to our, you know, Christmas theme yeah. and, you know, we'll spin the wheel. I'm like, I got an hour tonight. There's no golf happening on a Wednesday evening. No, there's kids' activities, so I might have to leave and go pick up somebody. But yeah. Happy to be here. How you guys been doing? How's the podcast been going? It's shambles like usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but organized shambles. We we hope it's entertaining. <laughs> like yeah. that's really just the hope every week. Is that uh, we hope somebody gets a laugh and maybe learn something, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And if enough oh, people are interested in this shirt, we'll throw it on the we'll throw it on the store. <laughs> <laughs> I do not need to see more of those at tour events. Do you know what? I'm Please. sure they would sell. I'm sure they would sell. Oh, 100%. Well, oh, he's gonna, he has to go pick someone up. <laughs> All right. Well, there's Daryl, guys. Um, yeah, he, oh, there, oh, he back. came back. He yeah. back. And I was out. Got to go pick up the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just came in for the reveal. See ya. Are you guys ready for Christmas? No. To be honest, when I heard that like today was the last podcast before Christmas, I was like, "Oh no, yeah. oh no!" Yeah. I started no, my Christmas anything, shopping but... this week. Oh, that's not good. I have one yeah. left to pick up, and it's a gift card. I don't have that many people to shop for, though. Yeah, fair. It's, that's not really my department in my health either. So I probably have one <laughs> gift I'm probably oh, supposed to get, and yeah, I have, I you really get BPG swag. Yet. And you get BPG swag. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, you get discontinued items. Who, you get discontinued. who needs a body? We all get Somebody needs items. a shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, having this new machine in the back, though, we can play around with things pretty dang quick. So that was yeah. uh, this was a quick came together this quick afternoon, scoured the internet for uh, a Tim Wiseman photo. And yeah. uh, 
you know, put a little Christmas theme to it, and this is what we came up with. So, that, you know what? That's not nearly the worst photo I have. So, I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> it's one You're of welcome. the more clothed photos you have. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, where was this photo taken? Do you know where it's from? Oh, God. I don't even know. Oh, you know what? That was the pool. That was a pool pick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, look. This is Mexico. There you go. <laughs> I uh, I was a little blacko at that point. Yeah, yeah. At that point. <laughs> that point. <laughs> oh, I hear folk you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the gift that Should've keeps given. That's for we'll sure. We'll get you a we'll, we'll get you a uh, a t-shirt, Tim or Dexter. This is this is the gift that's similar to like syphilis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. It's just there, it's annoying, and you can't get rid of it. Should we touch on fantasy football before this goes more off the rails? We should. Because there yeah. was a disturbing uh, possibility, potential, what do we want to call it, uh, raised this morning by a fun factoid. That's, that's what it was described as this morning. Within our five-pin universe football fantasy league, uh, if Katie and Tim both win this week and I lose, any three of us could come last. And I don't like that at all. Yeah. This it's was brought like, up today? I didn't even know that. That's cool. It is in the Facebook group chat. It is. <laughs> it's getting pretty, pretty intense. I, 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 I'm projected to lose by 20. So, I mean, there's that too. Ooh, and points are close. I'm only 14 ahead of you, Tim. And Katie's only eight ahead of you. So points I'm one is... So I'm hoping for a loss-loss, and then I get more points. Gotcha. Well, if Katie loses, she'll be last. If I lose, too. Yes. So, and the way Tim Tim set this up, where there's only, only four teams make the playoffs, it's going to be interesting, because if I lose, then there's a potential, because these other four teams are looking like... Mm. They're in position to win. So there could be five teams with the same record. But are any of those two playing each other? No. Ooh. So I'm facing Carrie, who's ninth. <laughs> um, Tracy's facing um, facing Katie and projected to win. Um, Brett is facing Mitch and projected to win. Mark is facing you and projected to win. Um, and, yeah. So, everybody's facing somebody that they should win against. So, if everybody... If I lose and everybody wins, there's five teams in that position. And then it goes to total pinfall. Or, sorry, not total pinfall. Total pinfall. Point, yeah, basically, <laughs> points four. And that's kind of where Tracy's going to be in trouble. Mm. I'm assuming it's points four when it's a five-player five team, but, yeah. Are we doing winner team. winner of regular season or just winner of playoffs gives loser? Oh, there's two losers. The right. Loser of regular season and then loser of the consolation in playoffs. So you could lose Spe regular season. Speaking from experience, you, you do not want to have to do the punishment. You haven't done a punishment yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? ROC made me do something. What do you mean? No. Do? Well, you ask him. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you've done nothing. <laughs> Get out of here. But Get out it, here. the nice thing is, is like, honestly, like, 
Carrie's Carrie's best move is to lose to me this week. Yeah, that way I don't enter playoffs. But do I want you giving the punishment to Tim? Yes, I do. So let's hope. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there might be some collusion this week. Because we'll cool. if you end up in ninth, then yeah, you're not in playoffs. You can't be last either time. Just wait till Sunday morning. The texts will be flying. We'll be figuring out deals. What's going to happen here? <laughs> You drop oh, all your players. Don't even play this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As it long is, as it... I can, I can't finish last, right? That's all I'm looking at. Perfect. You can. Yeah, you can't. You can't finish last. Even better. It, it's definitely it's definitely close. Like it's nice that it's coming down to the last week and like things are actually close for a lot of things, which is good. In our other fantasy football league, there is literally like six teams playing for what or last. Sorry, going. Last week was their last week, and there were six teams playing for one final spot. <laughs> it was wild. There was like, tenth could still make playoffs. It was crazy. We like to spread things out a little bit more here, you know. Always, it is spread out. Oh, Jesus. We keep our upper echelon together, and our bottom of the barrel really sticks to the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like that I'm the best of the rest. That's that's my looks. Every season, the five the five pin you baseball fantasy draft that was the best of the rest. I won consolation. Thank you very much. Yeah, but like playoffs don't really matter, Ty. Like we all know this. It's, it's about true. the regular season. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and 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 be honest with you, no one actually cares about consolation once you're. If in you talk to the Boston Bruins, the cup was not won in the regular season. Yeah. They Does anybody really it. watch NHL playoffs, though? It's the longest playoff format in the history of all sports, and I lose interest after game one. I don't I don't like NBA either, because uh, let's face it. Isn't it the same? All... They're also seven games. No. Yeah, but they can play back-to-back days. NHL can't. Mm. Yeah. How about, speaking so of basketball, extensive. LeBron winning the inaugural in-season tournament? He's got to be the GOAT, right? Oh, oh, there you go. Naughty. I mean, no. they, you throw in a new tournament and a new trophy and a new title to win, and yeah, goes and and win I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure I, Jordan probably won that if he had the chance to play that. So, well, well he I'm, didn't. Uh, okay, I want I want to throw it out here. Okay, if Jordan wasn't around, LeBron wouldn't get the shit he got. If, if Jordan wasn't around with and got Nike and all the other shit. LeBron would not have been beat anywhere where he's at. So, you, everybody can thank you, uh, Jordan for lucky pennies. Sorry, what, what does the sponsorship have to do with him being a player? Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy. He'd still be in the league, probably, Tim. No, because no, if you think about LeBron, like he's a, honestly he's a bag of shit. He's not. That good. <laughs> Jesus, you don't even know the guy. How do you? How can you call that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I. It, it, it's two different eras. It's two different no, eras. I know. The, I know what he's trying to do. The defining <laughs> difference to me is the fact that Jordan didn't play GM and player. That's the defining difference for me. Jordan never sat there and said, "Hey, bring in this guy, bring in this guy, bring in this guy, bring in this guy. We're gonna make a super team." It just he just made people better. LeBron. Yeah. Just it's like, yeah, no, bring me all the guys so I can win. 
and I hate it. I cannot stand. That is why I can't stand the NBA. Do you, do you ever watch? Whenever I see, I see the little like whiny little bitchness in his eyes. Whenever I look back oh, at the JR like Smith situation, uh, it was like you're Not an idiot. Yeah, no, uh, Patty, Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. You see that when the KC was on the was offside, which they were. Oh, he, the he was offside was, five times. It, it was it all, was all games. Yeah, yeah, all game. Like, well, oh, you guys you can't call you guys, that. Well, then get your guy onside. Like, you should give you should have gave us a warning. <laughs> and they flagged it before they even made the miraculous play. It is what it is. And then and then his reaction with Josh Allen at the end of it was like abysmal and like. I've always liked Patrick Mahomes, but I think I think a lot of people lost a little bit of respect for him on the weekend. Maybe it's a Taylor Swift thing. There's just getting to be too much for the Chiefs. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Well, it's too much. I like Taylor but Swift. But just to so end nice. the debate, Jordan was a hell of a player, won many titles, <laughs> but LeBron has earned himself as being the GOAT. He's 21 years in the league. Like The guy is just stacked, keeps winning. Doing good things. He doesn't, he doesn't win. win. Okay, so if the Lakers win this year, then will you consider him the goat? No, because no. he, he has eight losses in the finals. Like, what a loser! He's made like, it. Honestly, like, he's, he's he's made the, it? He, he, no, he's the greatest loser of all time. Right, and Jordan he's didn't bring in times. Dennis Rodman. Jordan didn't bring in you know various mm-hmm. players over the time. Right. No, no, Jordan didn't do it. That that was the GM, and he was actually Jordan a good was pretty selfish and sort of played on his own. But anyways, LeBron, there's my vote. Yeah, okay. Okay, I just I'll saw vote, this. How about Draymond Green? That guy Suspended made a good comment. Indefinitely, I just saw. Yeah. I don't even follow football. Is that right? Uh, it, basketball, it is. came up. Flag went foul. Hit punched the guy in the face. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird foul. Okay, so let's compare. Do we have a Draymond Green in bowling? Let's talk about bowling talk. <laughs> I have no idea who Draymond Green is, so how about we he's, he's, he's don't on make the... comparisons? Well, so like... It's a Hall of Famer. We don't right? have anybody that really punches anybody in the face, except for like certain people punching themselves in the face. There it is. But like, yeah, th- that's very different. Although, actually, no, that's wrong. I actually have a video of somebody getting knocked out in like the Dell lanes, but that yeah. that looks different. Let's <laughs> see. That's the only experience <laughs> that I've I've seen of that happening in a long time. So, I don't I don't think we really have. No, not Brett Mapstone. <laughs> He's choked Draymond me out Green probably seven times, but I've had it coming probably eight times. So, he plays <laughs> for the Golden State Warriors, and there's like, of course, Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson. They're like the Smash Brothers. The third player that's been playing there for 15 years is Draymond Green. But over the years, he's kind of take, starting to take like ridiculous fouls and unnecessary things, losing his temper, doing like just stupid sort of weird. Like he's just gotten weird. He's and like thinks he's way better from than he the is. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, but thinks he's better than he is. Sure, he's been a good player, but he's just he's he's his ego's gotten his way. And anyways, on the weekend, he did the stupid foul and swung his arm around and punched a guy in the face like as if that he was getting like you know soccer foul and had to go diving all over the place and flipped his arms around and hit a guy and yeah, like it. Yeah, I don't know anybody who's a Draymond Green fan. I actually liked him, but I mean, like I like liked him, not (laughs) liked him. But not anymore. I think <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> but but he is, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. There is no doubt about it. He will be a, in the Hall of Fame. Greatest defender I mean, ever. 
He claims it. He, he he's won a bunch of he, he's won defensive like awards. Was he better than Rodman? No. Yeah. Is this a bowling podcast or a basketball podcast? Yeah. Oh, this is Where banter we? time. It's banter. We are way past banter time. That is seventeen yeah. right, minutes on the clock. Wheel. Let's spin a wheel. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you um, for all the input that we got today. It was yes overwhelming. It was more than we expected. My Thank wheel is drowning. Out. Let's uh, let's see what we get. This could be chaotic. No, I, Gary Goulash I had a good question too that um, you can add to the wheel for someday. Yes. I don't know if he put it into this one. Ooh. Starting off, not bowling related. What's your unsuspected hobby? What is like a hobby that you have that someone in the bowling community may not know? I crochet. That's what I do. Honestly, that absolutely <laughs> seems to that of course, you are an old you. man. I knew it. Oh, yes. oh. Correct. <laughs> oh god. Like, Let's do something. What do you got? Is this a like, sweater? Drink koozies? Is it? Oh, I do have. It's got yeah. a hole in it. That, that look, I have that a coaster. Like a, that looks like a bib. Uh, it's like the bottom half of a sweater. I haven't finished it yet. So um, is it gonna be a crop top? Can you, can you knit too, or just That's crochet? So no, awesome. no, I cannot knit. Um, I can only crochet. <laughs> Um, is that I like five have... pin, ten pin there? Like they're totally different. Like um, they are very different. Yes. You're legitimately a seventy-two year old man. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like you're older yeah. than Carrie. Well, yeah. Well, especially now that he shaved his beard. Yeah. 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 Um, I do have a finished sweater, but it is out of reach at the moment. You should. Yeah. Sorry. Ah. Can't grab it. To to toasty cozy. Toasty it's cozy. really freaking hot. It's also really heavy. It's about like fifteen pounds. I like it. That's, that's awesome. So wow. Thank you. I, I, I love that. I, I, I don't, I, I'm going to look at them differently. Yeah, that's a uh, good job, Ty. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, next. Someone else. I really want you to crochet me something now. What would you like? A toque? A I'm pair pretty of good shorts. Get me crocheted oh, no. shorts. No. That's where I draw the line. What, what about Peter Warmer? One of those little Peter Warmer things. Jesus. I don't want Ty to make me that. Fuck that guy. Someone else talk. <laughs> I just, well, okay. Well, thanks for I was offering. Hobby. I did. Hmm. I do have. I do have a funny story about hobby. Oh, guess I, you can tell. No, can tell I can't. Say about the hobby. I can't, I can't, you got. You, you got I it. You got it. Say that story. You got oh, it. Yes. No. You got, you got oh, it. You got okay. it. It's, it's good. Okay. I, if it's, there's, it's, if there is any kids listening, please go away for a second. <laughs> so. Oh no! So I used to do time. I used to do time monitors all the time. Just a second. We should put a banner up. <laughs> Adult talk warning. It, it's just a. It's just a quick. It's just a quick comment. But oh boy. So we. I used to do tough monitors all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that was one of my Sorry, hobbies is, for sure. This is my. This is my hobby. Okay. So mm. we. Uh, we were gonna go down and do. Uh, Tough Mudder and Drumheller, and we had uh, a couple of people stay over at uh, at the time at my parents' place. So that was um, um, Ashley and uh, and Aaron Pennington, and they were they were staying over. And we were gonna volunteer on the Sunday because when you volunteer on the Sunday, you get to do another one for like twenty bucks. So it was well worth doing, and it was kind of fun to be around. So they get they give you like. 
your team leader information and your team leader kind of sends you a bio of what this person does and then it's goes on by hobbies and then one of her hobbies i believe was actually crocheting and tim goes fuck what a fucking loser and my mom just turns and looks at tim and goes shut the fuck up and she's like you have two hobbies and it's complaining and masturbating <laughs> <laughs> And then my mom's face just drops goes, what did I just say? And I could not stop laughing. So that was my mom's best bird of her life, and it was great. So now we learned a little bit about Tim. There you go. Okay, so you know Tim's, Tim's hobbies. Yeah. I'll go. I, uh, Tyler, hold it together. Go ahead. Coach, uh, uh, she's gonna I kill me soccer. tomorrow now, Tim. I hope she's not watching tonight. She's gonna yeah. murder me. Hey, go ahead, Darryl. She's listening. You think? Eh? No, all good. Uh, my hobby. Well, I coach uh, both girls in soccer, but my real hobby that I love to do, I think we all we know, is that I love to mow my lawn. <laughs> yes. So yes. It's. Uh, I. I have a full gallery of lawn picks after I. Uh, after I mow it and I take good pictures and you know put it on put it on the social. Is socials. it from your deck? It's, Do you take it from your deck? Yeah. No, I take it from the front. Well, I can from the deck, but the front lawn is usually my favorite because the lines of the front lawn. If you looked at my Instagram profile right now, it's that's the profile pic. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Like, I love it. You know, that's good. Very nice. Uh, look at the lines. That's what's sexy about it, right? You leave it pretty long too, eh? Uh, no, I've trimmed it up a little bit recently. For the winter, it's you got to keep it nice and nice and low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely like to get out there. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Somebody click yeah. it up. <laughs> make, make, makes the deck look bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That too, Len. You sure, that too. Yeah. You sure do, Len. You sure yeah. do. Hmm. Carrie? I don't have any hobbies, I don't think. Um, <clears throat> well, kind of. I mean, okay, so I don't think it's a big surprise. I'm, I'm a little nerdy. I like playing video games. But I also love lawn, or, sorry, disc golfing in the summer, too. Something different. It's fun. Gets me outside and... If you get pissed off, well, a it's free, and if you get pissed off, you could just leave, which is which, which is really nice. But uh, it's good. It yeah, my, mine would fiction. just be all sports related too. I think. Yeah. What is one sport that you played in an organized fashion that might surprise people? O organized. Well, they all, all know I'm ball player, so that doesn't. What wouldn't they know? Uh, I almost won the Alberta Open Junior program Ooh, for golf. Nice. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's almost. Awesome. You I golfed her. I collapsed on uh, hole ten. I used oh, to good, Daryl. When I, I, I when I was fifteen, sixteen years old, I was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Not so much anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's how it works, Len. <laughs> Not legally, anyways. <laughs> okay. Uh, Another spin. Yikes. Tim, no. Tim, no, hold on, hold on. Oh, are you, are you actually counting? You already know. Yeah. Are you actually yes. counting those as your hobbies? 
Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> complaining and jerking off. Yeah. <laughs> that was the quote. It, you could say collecting sports memorabilia, Tim, because you have a that, shit ton of it. I do. Okay, this one's from Larissa Long. What is your must-play songs during a tournament? Oh, Cause it, it, cause it, it's just because she wears earbuds, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this during or leading up to? Because some of us don't listen during. to music while we're playing. It's it's whatever's during. most relevant for you. It, it it depends for me. Like I, I'll kind of like pick a song that's like upbeat and heavier. Uh, like when I'm arriving, I, I don't listen to music while I'm there. But like when I'm arriving, I'll pick one. But it's whatever is like most relevant to me at, at that time, or what I'm kind of into. So like honestly, but, but before like major tournaments lately, it's been um, "Sync" by Brand New. Um, and like train wreck by Death or Above nineteen seventy nine, stuff like that. Cool. Can we all guess what Tim's is? It's a T T Swift song for sure. No, I do love T Swift, but uh... shake it off. <laughs> no, no, I I like slower songs to be honest with you. Like not like, not like no, like we have no, no this... idea. <laughs> not not like one like, that you could like, slow dance to Tim? No, not like that, but I oh. I do like slower ones because I find if I'm listening to a little bit more of an upbeat song, my adrenaline everything's oh, yeah, I like Shania Twain, yeah. Um, but the last one was um Down Here Normally from, from Tim McGraw. I like that one. But something like that kind of pace where it's not so like so tough for me because I always have if higher pace, I just absolutely go too fast, and then my beat, my rhythm's wrong. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's fine. DB, what's your? Uh, yeah, only on I'm not much of a music guy. I feel like there's probably been times some stuff has come to mind. There's a couple that probably come to mind. I remember one time, probably an open qualifying, and it was a good old journey. Don't stop believing, right? You just kind of get that in your tune in your head, and you kind of just kind of keep going through it. But I remember specifically 2003 Open uh, Provincials. It was in Red Deer at Heritage. And we had Sean Smith with uh, Drive With Me and Mark Johnstone. And there was a song, Eddie Rabbit. Probably nobody knows what it is, but it was uh, a, a, a song that, that Smitty had for us. And that became our theme song for that weekend. And uh, it just had a great beat to it. And we would just get in the car in the morning and just kind of sing along mm -hmm. and have a hilarious time. And so that was kind of the song that we sort of went back to throughout the throw at the tournament kind of thing that was the that was the thing and you got to put on eddie rabbit man so if i could find it or i'll text him and ask him what the actual song is and maybe we'll find yeah. it and play for us someday that's cool but on the uh, way to the uh, nationals every day beat. this year it was uh i think it was brad and kemp that were riding with me and we we sang uh we listened to roll out by Ludacris every day jesus <clears throat> i remember 2013 um open provincials it was uh Macklemore thrift shop. I'm really pointing it. And then I remember the last year with Bruce. We always drove with Bruce, and we, uh, what was that song like? Don't don't let me down, Bruce. Right. That and then and Bruce would yell it, Bruce, every time in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so every time that song comes on, I think about Bruce doing that. I don't know. It just yeah, that's cool. Anyways, Carrie, Tyler, you go first. Uh, 
Yeah, my latest one that I listened to just before we start bowling is uh, 21 Gun Salute by uh, Catch Your Breath, I believe. Um, I have two moods. Um, it's either like a punk rock or rap adjacent. Um, so currently is My House by Beyonce. Um, shocker what, right? what's rap adjacent <laughs> like, like i'm not like <laughs> not quite like i'm not like a 21 savage or like a tupac fan but like mm-hmm. uh oh what's his name um jack harlow uh beyonce um and then i so really like uh the home team which is like a, a newish punk rock band i listened to like their whole album before bowling hmm. So I do have a I do have a question for you guys. What do you feel about headphones in while bowling? They're fine. I don't care. It, no, but like, no. Do, do, does it does it gain them an advantage? Like, I don't care either way. But like, like as, as a bowler, I don't think I ever need that because I can tune it out. I just I've never listened to music before while bowling, so I don't. Like, is it just to tune things out or to stay in the mode, stay in the, like, the, in the zone? I like, I don't like, know what, yeah, keep I thought, it's not a rude thing, I just. No, no, I, I like, I don't, I don't do it for bowling, but I do, like, while working out, like, and, like, most of the time it'll be, like, I'll have the same song on repeat the whole time, and it just kind of keeps me in the same sort of headspace the whole time. I think that's a big part of it, especially if you're, like, trying to find, like, a good rhythm for things, then it's helpful. Yeah. Um, I think if it's a tempo thing, it probably could be helpful for sure. I don't think music in general is a big issue, but I don't know. It isn't an aid. It might be. That's sort of sometimes I feel like it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and sure. certain pe and certain people, and not all people. I think certain but, people, right? But think of it this yeah. way. So, like, okay, so here. You're listening to music, you shoot front 10. You shoot front 11. Or, yeah, you shoot front 9, you shoot front 10, you shoot front 11. And then, like, the whole scenario where, like, everybody just stops bowling, which we try to push people to not do, but that scenario's gone, right? Because, like, you can't tell that nobody's listening, right? So, I know you can't tell that nobody's talking, you can't tell that nobody's moving because you still just have that song going. I I think it's a benefit there. But mm-hmm. I really think that that's probably the only time that's like a major benefit to me. Yeah, I I understand why it's um, not allowed in some associations and allowed in some others. There obviously is that there is a conflict. So yeah, mm-hmm. is it is it proper? I don't know. That that's a debate for somebody that's willing to fight that battle. But I, for I debate really don't think there is. Yeah. I, I don't like it night. from a, yeah, from a playing. Uh, if you want to use it while you're in in behind, but not when you're on the lanes and throwing the ball or in the game, you know. I think about any other professional sport. Um, you know, when you're playing tennis, for example, or if you're golfing, you don't see tours, you know, or members playing with their headphones in. But yeah. maybe while they're in behind or waiting to tee off, maybe they can listen to music or something. But maybe not i'm not sure if you're allowed to or not but i I just don't i nobody else is allowing it so why should they be having to have it while you're on the approach throwing the ball i feel like 
just for those reasons, mental, you know, you know, words of affirmation, good things to say to yourself or all these things that like you got somebody in your ear. I don't, I don't like it. I think you got to get out there and do it on your own. That being said, I would love it if we just like let the music ride more often. Like bowling is way more fun when the music's actually playing in the center. I wish we could just do that more often. Yeah, I don't mind that from uh, the music in the center. I mean, maybe not death metal music or anything, but you know, no like, TikTok music, that, Brad. Why not? Yeah, not? you know, like if it's there's some ambiance or something going on, I don't mind music. Like on Pro League, guys, I I certainly like music there. So there's a question for you guys, Dream Crushers, on Sunday morning, uh, the first game. Did somebody turn off the music because it was playing? during warm-up and before and all the stuff. And all of a sudden, 9 o'clock hit, and the music was off. And I don't know to if be honest, you, I, I, we or... did, it's, it's just because of the background music. We don't have yeah, it, it uh, just have an issue with copyrights, it. right? Because if it, if it picks up that sound, then it gets flagged on YouTube, and then either all the audio is gone or the video is gone. So it's just... That's awful. the only reason why we shut it off, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the main reason for WCBT, like, because of copyright issues, right? So there is reasons behind it for live streaming reasons, but um, for the tournament reasons, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But then, but yeah. then you get some people don't like that type of music. So is it fair to them that they have to sit through that while other people are happy while they're playing? Like, music shouldn't have that effect on people, but we all know it does. It, mm -hmm. That's the reason why people listen to music is oh, to man. adjust their emotions, adjust everything, right? So. If people started playing Christmas music during a tournament, oh, I would I stab it. 17 people in that building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... so, correct. <laughs> so. Yeah. And Len's comment there that you know of, Len, and I mean, it's not like bowling <laughs> does either, right? We have it in our rule books and all stuff like that. There's just, I don't think we're actively testing for it or, you know, like mm -hmm. at the open nationals or masters nationals, how many people do you think are taking gummies or ripping on their pen in the bathroom? I guarantee you more than one. Right. But we're not out there testing or, you know, doing this. People are the same with drinking. You're not allowed to drink, but who knows if they're not taking a couple or having a couple shots beforehand or mix it into their actual drink. There's just no testing. So it's not like we're, we're technically not allowing it either, but yeah. Yeah, there's no police. There's no policing of it, so which is, is good. Is, I'll, is I'll taste everyone's drink. Tim, is that C five rule the same now that now that uh, marijuana has been, or cannabis has made been made legal? I may have to look at it. I think we did discuss it. I think it's pretty similar. Uh, is it, is it like illegal substances? No. If I remember correctly, it just it was just turned into like just a like an alcohol thing. So rip on rip on that pen during your when you're off. <laughs> All right, let's bring up another topic. Yeah, um, I found out the song. I messaged uh, I messaged Smitty, and it was not the one that the guys mentioned up there. I love a rainy night. It is driving my driving my life away by Eddie Rabbit. Driving your life away by Eddie Rabbit. So, Something like that. Use of drugs. No participant or tournament official shall bowl or perform perform their duties under the influence of illegal or street drugs. So, mm -hmm. it is basically the same as alcohol at that point. 
but I mean, it's still in your tournament officials, like, you know, nationals, you can't, you can't be drinking while playing. Subsequently, I'm sure you can't be using marijuana while playing as well. It's but, the same story, yeah. Yeah, marijuana is going to be way harder to regulate when things look like candy, right? Oh, that'd be perfect. All right. It'd be interesting. I mean, we're not necessarily going to debate it here, but what percentage of people, uh, you know, are using cannabis? Mm. Yeah. Right? There's a, there's, yeah, all, yeah. Um, so this one's from Chantel. Uh, how do you get out of a slump? So I think for her question, it was specifically like a couple of weeks of a slump of bowling. What do you do to get out of those slumps? I like John Greenling saying, just quit. Yeah, quit for six years. Yeah. <laughs> Put in the work. Like that. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Like if you're if you're struggling for four weeks at that point, make an effort to go in and practice, to turn off the scoring, you know, just try to figure out how to throw the ball the way you want to in that time period. Um, obviously, there's probably something going wrong physically or mentally, and if it is mental, make sure you go in and throw, you know, 100 good shots so mentally you can get yourself back into a position where you feel like you could do that. Totally. I, I agree. I think, I, yeah, I think put in the work. For me, like, when I was in university... <laughs> I really struggled with that. No Punch a baby. <laughs> this is a Christmas episode. <laughs> so maybe not. Or just punch, the five or things. punch a Tim. <laughs> Don't you just want to punch that guy right there? Oh, uh, he looks I, super I, I, douchey. I can't stand I, 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 I kind of want to make love to it. I don't know what to do. Oh, God. That's oh, just weird. God. That That's just weird. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Um, I'm having yeah. connection issues, I guess. I keep on <laughs> yeah, you must. You must be. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Tyler, saying, yeah. Mm. Well, I... I was your name Tyler? <laughs> I don't think so. Watch yourself, sir. <laughs> um, when I was in university, I really struggled with like consistency. Um, so I, I did. I went and practiced, and like acknowledged i think that's like the second part of that is like not just putting in the work but like trying to take the time to acknowledge what is going wrong if it is a physical part of your game fix that physical thing or if it's mental like recognize hey i'm in a university degree program like i don't have the attention span that i normally do because of finals or midterms or whatever it is so it's um i think a lot of it is just practicing like self-awareness with yourself um this podcast I, is horrible. I don't, <laughs> Our comments I don't, are horrible. So I'm glad that we have um, some serious topics here because like everything else is going sideways. I, I, I will I will say I agree with Dex and Ty to some extent. Obviously, Carrie and I can say our league scores are maybe not the best. But yeah, you have to understand something. if you're comparing your league or if you're struggling for three or four weeks, it's just league. Right? It's just league at the end of the day. You're supposed to take your reps in and, and try to figure out what you're doing and what you're not doing. Um, but you can't take it like it's the end-all, be-all. It doesn't, doesn't make or break you. And I, these people that go in and, and think that league is just like, if you had a bad night, it's going to make or break your week. Like, guys, there's other things. There's hobbies like crocheting and, and other things out there. And I just think complaining and the other I'm thing. But, 
but but I, I'm just I'm just saying that I I I really have a hard time with people taking it to heart. You're going to have good and you're going to have bad, and it just ebbs and flows. Mm. And I think if you can learn, like throw the extra practice in, or if you can go in and you know, and when you're our bowling league, to find pauses out of it, like you don't make a million bucks, you don't. No, like for what, sure. no but no, like, no okay. point in. But that could make or break their season if they're playing like an in-house tournament during their league. Like they're looking to break out of that well, slump so they can be and, better and, in league for maybe a in-house tournament or something like that, right? You gotta look at it that way too. And if you have yeah. three or four bad weeks of league, your confidence is gonna be shot. Not everybody can shoot seven fifty for four the week before TPC and then go out and win. <laughs> like not not everybody can average a hundred and eighty seven point five. For four games, and then go win TPC. Like that's that's. What do you, that's, what do you say? I'm I'm just gifted. You're yeah. you're yeah, you're, you're one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, so you could rebuild your whole game because that's what I did when I was in a slump. <laughs> Move from a backup to a hook and change lines and everything, and spend the summer fixing it, and then come back better next year. But I wouldn't recommend it. It really sucks. It's not a not a mid season strategy. TV, any advice? Uh, not a whole lot to add. I mean, I'm probably on the original John Greenlee comment of just quit for a little while. You know, I, I've, I've been in many slumps in my career, but I've always had a tough time recognizing that and sort of what to do to get out of it. So I, I've sort of taken it ebbs and flows of how I take it seriously, but probably, you know, I think the mental mindset is probably a big thing, just not taking it too serious. Just getting out there and the right answer is obviously what Dexter started with is you just got to go and throw a whole bunch of balls and really determine what it is that you're trying to achieve and what you're trying like what's what's the goals here and and find little wins out of it like find okay i hit the middle five times perfect give yourself a pat in the back right somewhat maybe not taking it too serious um it's, there's a couple of different ways to look at it but yeah I've, I've certainly been in a lot i've i've quit and i've stepped away i've stepped back from the game because i'm not happy with a that my physical ability or b my mental side of things so sometimes it just takes a takes a reset and you gotta you gotta you gotta move away and then come back at it when you're when you're mentally and physically ready to go fair enough yeah good answer. throwing shoes yeah you bet gary i i remember bowling guys when i before my first semi-retirement and sunday night league i could probably bowl in socks for half the half the weeks I get so frustrated, you know, two, three games in, and I'd take my shoes off and just chuck them to the back, and I'd bowl in socks. I mean, that's a terrible attitude, right? But it's just the way that I, I couldn't cope anymore with the struggles that I was going through. So instead, I would just take my shoes off, and I'd bowl in socks and be a pouty baby. But that's not the right way to do it. So <laughs> the, the other thing is, if you're struggling, maybe just take a week off. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And take a week off. And you know what? Honestly, it's sometimes it's better – Sometimes it's better to come back. Weeks and of bowling now, like. So then, then, if you don't like that week off, take another one and take another one and take another one, and you're John Green. Retire. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, take drinking? a week off. It helps. Are you drinking coffee at eight o'clock at night? I'm old, Ty. How do you sleep? Caffeine has zero. Sleep is for the week. No, I, can, I love I can, sleep. I can shotgun a monster before bed and go to sleep. Uh, yeah, but you oh, also boy. take like 150 grams of weed gummies. So like, 
I'm not yeah, so like really, he's offsetting. Yeah, yeah. Really, ten, <laughs> really, ten Dex? Do you? max, ten max. Really, De- Dexter's like Snorlax. Have you ever bored? Have you ever bored? <laughs> no, I haven't. I have contemplated it though. I feel like that actually might be like beneficial, but I haven't. I have not. Only ever at nighttime, really. Actually, no. I'm sorry. Only at nighttime to sleep, and the only other time that I've ever actually just used it was when we made the five pin U store and you were like, hey, make a five pin U store. I'm like, hey, I've never done this before. And then I used it and I zoned in and four hours later it was done. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was Next wheel. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Someone else. Um, Hopefully there's good questions coming up. I'm actually. I hope we don't get any Katie Rayner suggestions just yeah, because be of how com- whiny we, we she was over today. It. You're gonna get it right now. No. This is from the fish. Uh, no. The counterpin Ooh, should it come back? No. 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 For a tournament. <laughs> oh yeah. I think for a tournament it would be cool to do it for a tournament, sure. not full time. So remind me, it had to be the left two pin. If you were right-handed, it was left two-pin. If you were left-handed, it was right two-pin. What if you're Greg And Giggle? it had to go down in order to count. So what if it didn't go down the first ball? ball? You, you, know, you, just, you just had to get it within your three balls if you wanted to score any points in that frame. Right. What Otherwise, if you're a scratch you got player and dominant hand doesn't matter? It's whatever your league average is with. Whatever, whatever hand you're using for that ball. If you're a scratch player... You don't need to pick a hand. Yeah, so I, I think what would, is the counterpin? What about Lucas McDonald who throws the two two hands? You, you don't have to use that the same hand the whole frame. Well, then if the counterpin was still around, you would have to make okay. that designation. What, what about think the what, down what, the rule? And that's what, what why about, we don't what, use a counterpin. What, no, what about that pitcher? Remember, he used to go left, right, left, right, and he played for the Blue Jays. The start of the V Verdash yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. So, and, then, and then they made then they made a rule. He can't yeah, do that. He has to batting. choose first. Yeah. Yes. So there's that. What but year did what they I'm get saying, rid of the counterpin? I, I think the 60s, early 60s. Yeah. Don Sim, do you know what year did they get rid of the counterpin? Yeah, Don, was Don was there. one of them who got rid of it. Yeah. Don, I think Don it's good that we got rid of it. I mean, it's and it, it would be for an interesting tournament, right? Or a, a Baker's event or something like that. But boy, that would be a no. I also that think was... it would be fun to do a tournament with, like, the original scoring because there, there was, like, different variations of the scoring initially, right? And at one point, it was, like, one, two, three, four, five. I and also I think, heard that. I think that would be wild. I think that would be wild. Unfortunately, the only place that you could do it in the country would, unless you do it manual scoring, mm-hmm. but the only place you could do that in the country would be Nebs because he will just yeah. write it for you. But, <laughs> but outside of that, yeah. Yeah. That was the fastest seven minutes of like herd mentality ever, because you all said no, and then DB said, "What about a tournament?" Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, why a, tur- not? a tournament, I think, would be fun every once in a while. I just thought you meant like counterpin as like <laughs> Forever, it's coming it, back, and that's what we're like, going to use. And like, I, no, that's dumb. It's like no, um, it's, we've it's had this conversation fun. before um, with like Jeff England um, <laughs> and like the two ball format sort of thing. I, I, somebody else like talk to me about that like last week too and i'm like yeah honestly sure that's not a bad idea but if we make that rule change who's paying for everyone getting new scoring systems Mm. who's doing that yeah because 
Yeah, that's cool. We have to. So I don't think our scoring system could change anytime soon. Yeah, cool. Vermilion. I think Vermilion is manual score. Uh, I think they, maybe. No, still? I think they have computer. Is that a computer? Is it Vagerville? Vagerville. Vagerville. No, Vagerville. Yeah, they have their own. It's called the iPad. That's oh. their automatic. <laughs> That's right. Fair. That's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, it's manual. There you go. It's manual. So yeah, a little bit easier to do counter pin that way. Um, okay. Moving on. Next one. Oh, yeah. you already pulled it up. Perfect. Thank you. You pulled it out. Yeah. Pulled it up. Jesus. Turn your hearing aid. <laughs> I have to do that to you. <laughs> Oh, we just talked about this. Uh, no, moving on. No, moving on. Nobody has started. Started or finished? <laughs> finished. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, good call. Well, we did talk about it. Mm. This was Why is it always gray? I don't know. What's oh, worse? <laughs> I love this. I love this. Um, so this uh, is from Charlotte. Charlotte and... Warren. She has this discussion with Mitch Davies apparently on the regular. It's not a discussion. It's just that at, uh, it's it's been a while. It's probably been a decade since this happened. But at one point, Mitch turned and looked, and looked at Charlotte and said, "You're all drive and no talent." <laughs> oh wow! So, so, so that's been that's been the joke forever. Just the joke. And like every time I see her, I'll be like, "Hey." What? Is the talent coming along or like, or like what? There's a way to so look funny. at it. Like drive can create talent, but yes. talent can't create drive. Yes. I, I, I'm I, all drive. I agree with you. You think about the Kobe Bryants and these guys who were up at 4 a.m. and they were going to work out before the team even came in to work out and just put in the time and put in the effort and had the drive. Mm -hmm. And that's what creates My, the talent over time. Michael you know, Jordan was the same yeah, hundred yeah. percent. There's a guy who got cut from his high school team. I I think yeah. drive is more important, and and I think I think the the telling side of that is the pure variety of styles yeah. that we have. Right, there are so many different ways to throw the bowling ball, and it works differently for everybody else. If it was all talent, then it'd be one specific way of doing it that's like most optimal, but. You see people having like really obscure styles, but they've put in so much work that it's so consistent it works, mm -hmm. right? So, I think I I believe drive is more important. Like, I think like there's somebody on tour right now, like Matt Harms, who is right having a ton of success because he's playing and everything, right? He's got the drive and he's having success. So, anyways, there's an example for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Carrie and I kind of chatted about this in Winnipeg that there was a ton of bowlers out of central Alberta who were incredibly talented and they don't play anymore. Either they didn't have the drive or the drive changed because they had families and they grew up. I think there's a number of people, even within our own game that like are incredibly talented and will be, but they just don't have the drive. Okay. Mm -hmm. Prime example in Ontario. I've never met the guy, right? But Mark Goulet is one of the most talented people I hear out there. Yep. He just, he's busy with life. And he doesn't have to drive the play, right? Mm -hmm. At the moment, right? But I guarantee you, he will if when he gets back. Um, it's just different things there, right? Um, but yeah, uh, that's yeah, life I, situation. That's not yeah. so much a drive, right? I would think, but yeah. yeah. But I, I do think drive is the most important. You see a lot of people out there, like uh, I'll, I'll throw them out. You know, um, 
Daryl, like your nephew, uh, Christian Murphy. Christian's put a lot of time in his game this year, and he's raised his average by over 50, right? And yep. that's pure drive. And he obviously talent comes with it, but he's put the time in to create what he got. So uh, it goes that way, I think. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Hundy P. Hundy P. Moving on? Yeah. Fuck, we're smashing this. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. Okay, this one is from Tyson. So this one I didn't really understand. I think I got it right. So as in like a golf match play is oh. like a stroke game, I believe. I don't watch enough golf. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to get at like it's as many strokes as to clear all the pins off the deck, and then you well, play a game that way. And then, but he, but it didn't didn't it say to get to a certain score too. That's what I put in so because like, I didn't understand the like oh. the other part of it. I yeah. think in bowling it makes more sense to play to a certain score because we only have five pins on the deck. Right. Yeah, but so it, sometimes it, is... it takes five balls, Ty. For old so, people, maybe. There's two ways. Two ways. If you're looking at a ties way, I don't mind that. So, like, hey, let's say your target score is 300, and you see how many balls it takes for a person to get to 300, and then that match is over. Right. Mm -hmm. It could take you 40. So balls. darts. So dart style. Yeah. yeah. I like that or, idea. That's the cool. other way to look at it, too, to is kind of in, the, um, <laughs> the nine-pin format. I don't know if anybody out there, and if you haven't, look it up. So nine-pin bowling was the actually, like, the original kind of bowling there was. i got to work anything. on my German if I'm going to watch nine-pin. Uh, not, it, it's it's not just German. Too. There's actual worlds for it, too. It's in, like, Czechoslovakia and all those places. <laughs> um, but nine-pin bowling, I believe, if I remember right, in the tournaments you get 100 balls. And you just throw 100 balls. And you knock down as many pins as you can in that. But if you knock down 8 pins and you still have that 1 pin standing, you throw at that pin as many times as it takes to knock it down before you get a full set again. It's like a cricket style. Mm. Kind of, yeah. So, mm. yeah. I don't mind. I see Tyson's idea like 10 whole, 10 frames. So in the first frame, if you punch a head pin and you cherry the two threes, you still got to get the two. So now you got five. If you get a strike, mm. it's one, right? Yeah. The second frame, if you spare, so like it's a, a perfect two. score is twelve. Oh. Yeah, and correct. Your worst score would be thirty. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't I mind that could, either. It actually. could be more than that, right? Because the yeah, it could be frame. more than that. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's saying ten. Well, you don't get to. No, but well, no, you don't frames, get three frames. It could, it could still take you seven balls to knock out all five pins in one frame. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're missing, it's lowest score wins after ten frames, right? But you would have to figure out the tenth frame rule, right? Is it just one set of pins, or is it three, three sets, sets of pins? I right? think it would have to be one set. Mm -hmm. I would think so. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't mind that. Missing. I don't mind that idea at all. Yeah, actually, yeah, we're just sure. coming up with a whole bunch of tournaments that y'all can run in your centers <laughs> over the summer. Y'all manual scoring. Manual <laughs> <laughs> scoring. Yeah. All with manual scoring. Yeah. But I definitely recommend looking up nine pin if you get a chance. It's fun. It's different. so. What is your guys' thoughts on that style? I think I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. It's too much math. I'm out. It's I, one I, ball sorry, it's I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not gonna lie. I would love to see that person miss that corner go twelve times in one frame and not blow mm. up. 
Just get so frustrated at missing it time after time. After time. Oh, I would love it. And it okay, oh, that's I fair. I would pay to watch that. That's when violence happens again. Ima- Im- imagine, like, imagine, like, Brad. All the we words should... that came out of his mouth. We should, live, we should live stream this so I can't lose the footage again. <laughs> You've never lost the footage. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's somewhere. <laughs> it is somewhere. You have never lost that footage. I, I can't believe I puked in a in a garbage in room after that, and that uh, yeah, it's never, never seen the light of day, Tim. Nobody is gonna believe that you ever beat everybody at a strike derby. That's dumb. Well, I cheated, but I did it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you then grabbed two balls at once and threw them down two different ways. But I did it. I This isn't casual Sunday golf, Steve Barker. It's you. <laughs> you don't get a snowman on a par four. That isn't the match. Yeah, cool. It's till you how knock I it golf. all down. <laughs> that is. That's my golf. Yeah. I, okay, I'm back on board. D- I'm in. D- double I'm in. par is the highest you can get. That's uh, yeah. that's where we're going. <laughs> Good suggestion. I like very unique. I never would have. I like it. I would. I would I like to play too. a mini tournament like that. That'd be fun. You'd find out who your uh, best pin shooters are. Pinners, Pinners are, are winners. winners. No, <laughs> strikers still win this, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's strikers true. Well, still no, because you're not throwing a perfect game. That, that striker might really run into the problem. <laughs> Pick that three pin, bud. <laughs> um, Darcy, that is not very Ooh. good. <laughs> <laughs> Why, I hope I there's a whole lot I'm, of water. I, I, I'm not a golfer. I'm a bowler, but I feel like that's not good. And, so, and I wouldn't be and I wouldn't be proud of it. So we were talking <laughs> about hobbies earlier, and I had mentioned that I was a junior golfer. So I blew up on hole ten, and I shot a ten, Darcy, and that killed me for the whole tournament. So a twenty nine, yeah, that's uh, a trees. Oh, I love to play golf in the trees. Trees. <laughs> just should, can't get out. You should try to avoid those. <laughs> just like in to skiing. Make a fort. The, the foot wedge, Darcy. The foot wedge. Yes. All right. Maybe we need a five-pin universe golf match in the summer. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. What's my handicap? Oh, by six. Oh, six. That sucks. Your handicap would be yourself, Ty. I've seen you golf. Uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's actually not bad. You're actually not horrible. I'm athletic enough to look like I know how to golf, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, Michaela Turner Mayo asks, what do you want out of a coach? I want positivity, support, communication. Uh, I said coach, not a therapist. Yeah. But good answer. I, I, just, I just don't, I don't want people like Focusing on the negative with shit, it just doesn't work. I want yeah. support. Be like, hey, it, it's all right. Like the team's got you. Um, and more than that, I just want somebody to be like communicate. Be like, hey, do you want something? And if you want something, give it to me. If you don't want something at that moment, don't have it, or just talk back and forth about what's going on. But I think communication is really key. Totally. I am a little bit more technical. I like a coach that has a good understanding of the game at a physical level because as much as people have told me time and time again, I throw a perfect ball, I do not. I mess it up a lot of the time and I don't really know how to notice that in myself. So sometimes I need uh, 
I need someone who can like actually break down an approach and be like, this is where you're going wrong. Uh, and I need them to be confident enough to tell me that because I've had a couple of coaches who are like, oh, you're okay. You can figure it out. Like even through YBC, like coaches that are just like, oh, follow through. Oh, follow through. I'm like, follow Smile. through. Smile. Yeah. yeah. Follow through has never been my problem. No. I can tell you what your problem is. I don't... <laughs> you're not a coach. You're not my coach. <laughs> I, I, I heard Ty in Winnipeg. Comes... I told him to try a new bowling ball. That's Dexter's go-to and it worked for Ty. So that's... It did. Yeah. Did you tuck yeah. your pinky under? No, I did not. Ah, I've done that on Sunday nights a couple times. Have you? Yeah. Some sometimes you know what you punch a couple of times. Sometimes it's nice. Just you're not gonna punch with it. It's it's gonna move. It's gonna move on you. Okay, well. Hmm. Carrie, what do you want out of a coach? Uh, kind of same lines to you. I, positivity is number one. I don't need to hear negative. I'm already negative out on the lane. So positivity is number one and technical be able to recognize what I'm missing because it, I can't pick it up myself. For sure. Yeah. DB. Yeah. Same things. Um, I think the technical is a huge thing. Just somebody to be able to talk through the nuances of maybe the approach, maybe the pinfall. Hey, are you noticing that this ball was working or, you know, or just picking up on little things because, you know, that's sort of the way I'm, I'm seeing and looking at things. So somebody can talk, talk your way through it and then notice on what you're doing. You know, coach right now, for example, um, you know, tell me, use your legs. I never really thought about using your legs, but of course, powering into it. You know, I think if you carry a Dexter, you're both big planters, right? Whereas I've always been a slider, but yet now when I focus on, you know, pushing hard with that left, you know, quad, like, oh, yeah, you're getting some finish and you're getting, you'll be able to, to power through it. So it's, uh, it's a big thing for that technical side, I think. But the communication and the understanding of who the person is and who the team is that you're on and being able to communicate in the proper way is good. But nobody needs the neg negativity and, you know, telling you you're garbage because you're right, Carrie, we're already hard enough as it is on, our, on ourselves. So there's a time to kick, kick in the butt a little bit, but there's also a time mm -hmm. to make sure that you're you know, you're focused in, in what you're doing and how it's going. So mm -hmm. tough job. Resident. Right. Overall. Yeah. Resident coach, Tim Wiseman. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was probably about half of that, uh, but <laughs> I, I, I think, I think being a leader is the, one of the main ones there uh, to add to it. I, I think if you're down in that pit, like obviously it kind of goes hand in hand with positivity, uh, communication, all that stuff. But you already have a lot on your plate as a as a team, and I think you uh, being a leader down there, um, being positive, being you know just like it, you know sometimes it's just saying the right things, right? And and I also I think sometimes in a coach for like maybe for us um, for the opens and the masters we're very fortunate uh, to have it, but I think I do agree experience um, having somebody who's been in that pit before knows what it's like to be in that pit. Right. And I think um, sometimes it's nice to have somebody that's won before down there, too, because they know what it takes to win. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but uh, Merry Christmas, Bradford, Chris. Merry Christmas, buddy. Um, <laughs> but I, I think uh, being I just think uh, technical is important, but I, I, I think the positivity and the, the other stuff is really more important. For the most mm -hmm. most part where we are at at our game for sure i think 
for the, the elite level or like the national level where you're making pulls and now with pro league and Desiree's probably going to kill me for giving away her secrets, but something that is so incredibly important for a team is having trust in a coach that's confident and makes pulls that they know mm-hmm. they want to make. So um, true. Like if you have a coach who sits there and waits and waits and thinks, and then they pull and they're like, I'm going to take you out. Like that's not quite what a team needs, right? They need a team, a leader, like Tim said, a leader that's going to say, this is the pull we're making and I have faith it's going to work. And that just empowers your bowler to go out and play like it's going to work. And and I'm not, I'm not saying from my, my experience last year, I know Daryl's coach too. Not that I was perfect by any means. There's far from that, but, I felt as a player, I like to have an explanation why I got pulled or the reason for it, or just to be have an open, open dialogue on it. Last thing you do is, Hey, you get pulled. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, well, no, this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. And, but don't, don't take that the bad way. Cause you know what? I think mo- most times you're going to have another shot to go back in again. Right. It's not going to be just, you're yeah. sitting on the bench. I, I really disagree with sitting on the bench and letting him ride. Um, but that, and I, I, I just think, uh, I also don't think it's when you're talking about polls, I really think, um, don't be afraid not to pull somebody because just because you have the poll doesn't mean you have to pull somebody, right? Yeah. You can look back, Again, you can just, see how the match is going. Just be confident with your decision. And like, yeah. at the end of the day, nobody expects you to make perfect decisions because you're not going to be, yeah. that's just an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. But be confident in your pulse because if you're if you're not, you're not giving anybody a chance. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. Um, still no Katie Rayner. She is going to be so. Why? Bad. Wh- why are you speaking of it? You're just jinxing it. Jesus. Because I kind of want to give her one. Oh, and this might be it. Oh no, we're good. Never mind. No. <laughs> um. So Danielle Armstrong <laughs> wants to know what are the best stretches for longer tournaments. <laughs> I'm drinking beer. <laughs> I don't stretch. <laughs> I warm up. Fair. This is Tyler. Tyler, why are you <laughs> hesitating? This is your well, I was favorite. waiting in case anyone else had any suggestions. No, this is this is your question, uh, Yeah, don't do what I do. I don't stretch, which is a horrible idea. Uh when we look at the game, you have to think about like what body parts are we using mostly in repetitive fashions. That's gonna be your glutes, your quads, and your low back. Um, to keep you in that like takeoff position when you're following through. Uh, Jefferson curls, which technically isn't a stretch, uh, but they're really good for your low back. Uh, those are awesome to do. Any kind of figure four, um, or sometimes it's called a whale tail stretch, um, if you Google it. Can um, you show it to us? Why, why don't you stand nope, up and show us? I okay. cannot. Good try, Tim. There's a Google machine for a reason. Uh, box quad <laughs> stretch or couch stretches are really great. Um, child's pose, cat cow, thread the needle, anything to get your spine moving. Um, you also want to be doing that between or like while you're bowling, right? We've all had that moment where you're waiting five, 10 minutes because a lane breaks down. Um, and then you go to throw your next game and you're like, oh God, that hurt a lot. Uh, bodies stiffen up really fast, especially when they are running out of uh, energy, um, physiologically, like it's not, it's not great. Um, so yeah, if you can stay moving, stay moving. And the best way to do that is by stretching or just working on like mobility stretches, um, not just like static things. So walking around. Yeah. Walking around is great. As long as you're like keeping 
the fuel going, I would probably recommend like seated stretching um, or okay, just so like I, standing in one spot and like moving and like stretching and, and rotating. So if I'm playing lots of games and I sit down, I'm going to seize up. So, But that's why you move while you sit down, Tim. Use your listening ears. Okay. So you can stretch I'm while you're sitting. Stretch in like sitting positions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Good one, Tyler. It's, it's pretty easy he's, to he's. stretch your lower back when you're in a sitting position. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time, 15 times a day on my phone. You sit, sit on the crapper. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to do my best thinking, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, beer curls are great for strengthening, and yes, we do need our arms. So I strongly recommend you support your local center by performing many beer curls. All right, next one. Wow, I get I do get to use my degree. It's so good. Yeah. Barely. Facts. Ooh. Oh, there it is. Katie Rayner with the most basic question you can ask. What are your bowling superstitions? Tim? I have lots. Uh, white socks. White socks. 100% white socks. They have to go on my left foot first and then my right foot. Uh, and then I pick out my lucky clothes the night before. And I have that all there. And I will listen to some music or whatever. Whatever. You know, preferably like country or something like that. Um, when I go bowling, I have the same routine every time. Um, always have to wipe off the shoe, reset the pins. I love resetting the pins. My most favorite part. Like my superstitious. Um, yeah, and I usually eat the same. If I go to the same tournament, I eat the same kind of meal. Um, so we go play Masters on Saturday. You chug five beers before you go. But no, no, I, I'm pretty superstitious in a lot of stuff. I I don't. Oh, you seen it, Tyler? My water bottle. When I turn my water bottle a certain way, if I'm playing well, I have you my cup. Raphael Nadal. It. I, I go like yeah. I go like. I had I have not seen that. I do that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I, I I agree with Len. I believe it's bad luck to be superstitious. You're all a bunch of. Freaking idiots! <laughs> I the only one that I have. Well, it's not even a superstition. I just like to have the lettering on my bowling ball going the right way, and then and then I move it twice, and then I'll go. That's about it. I, not much else. DB, you have any superstitions? You're muted. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same as De like Dex, I kind of have a, a spot on the ball that I'll hold the whole time. You know, I like to have my towel with me in my pocket. Um, I'll do a little slide, sort of pre-slide, to make sure my foot has, uh, you know, not nothing on it. But other than that, only if I'm playing well. If I'm, you know, two, three, four strikes in a row, of course, you're not going to go pee. We can't map that, right? But um, no, I'm not too crazy on superstitions for sure. Fair enough. Superstitious tie? No, don't believe in it. The well, only one, tie. the oh. only one that I will maybe give people is I believe the ball that I'm supposed to throw is the ball that's closest to me on the ball return. Oh, I, but I will means, also ditch that. If, if you're throwing strikes, that means you're using a different one every time. Yeah. Hmm. 
I I typically don't throw the same ball. What about? Let's go sluts. <laughs> um, that was not a superstition until it started working. <laughs> it didn't work at Masters. So no, that team was not not T slutty time talks dirty to us in the pants. <laughs> oh, I remember remember our superstition. No, I don't want to talk about that. I will oh. kick you off this podcast again. If you want to talk about weird, like Weber, Weber's odd. Weber no. has tons of superstitions. No. And the second you do something to him and he throws a strike, you got to keep doing it. And like, this is the greatest one ever. Open one year, he, like, he was struggling. He was having a hard time. He was like, really like, yeah, punching lots. And just before he went up on the lanes, he turned and looked at me. And I just grabbed both of his nipples as hard as I could. <laughs> Goes up there, throws a strike. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Here we go. So, so for like the next like three games, every time he goes up there, there they are. So we'll still break that out every once in a while. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I do remember we used the term right in the dick. I've used that superstitiously. Um, I did, I did mm. do give Tyler kisses in the morning. On the cheek, and sometimes it works well. Awful. This one, if somebody punches beside you, no. do you go? Mi yeah. Mitch Davies does. I go. Mitch Davies way. I'm probably going to punch a headpin anyway, so like I might as well just go. The Sunday in Winnipeg this year, I did, because one person punched to the right of me, one person punched to the left of me, I did back off lane. I punched anyway, so there's no point yeah. waiting. So it, I think it's all about like headspace for that, right? And I understand why people don't want to, because they're like, "Hey, like I've just seen two punches. I don't, I don't want to go punch." But like, there was a point in the last like two years where I went from that headspace to being like, "I see two punches around me, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is an opportunity." Like in my head, I'm like, "Let's go, go throw a bomb." So, like, and whether <laughs> what just happened. <laughs> My dog just took out something. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, dog? exactly, Len. And like, whether whether I'm facing those people or not, I see it, and I'm just like, yeah, let's go. This is my chance. This is a this is an op uh, an opening. So yeah. Oh, a furry friend. Yeah. Welcome. She wants are we going to spin the wheel one more time, or are we going to hit oh, our last we... topic here? No, it's we should hit our last one. No, I, do you think it's going to take 15 minutes for the last one? No, it depends. No, hey, what is that? Going? <laughs> okay. That button. One more spin. Fine. Oh, please. Oh, no. <laughs> An AI bowling story. Okay, this, is, this will go fast. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I asked the podcast members to submit a series of words. And then because um, AI is taking over, I had AI write us a bowling Mad Lib. And I have to find it because I have too many notes on my phone. Um, so once upon a time in an adorable little town, a group of friends, Tim, Dexter, Carrie, Tyler, Katie, and Tracy decided to go five pin bowling. They called themselves the Cuckoos because they were known for their silly antics. As they entered the bowling alley, they noticed the lanes were painted a painful shade of green, which made everyone's eyes water. The gang reserved lane 32 and couldn't resist cracking some puns about the number. 
While playing, Tim took a punishing approach to his throws. He swung the ball between his legs, yelled pussy, which was his signature move, and somehow managed to get a strike. Dexter, always the competitive one, attempted a daring move by spinning in a circle before releasing the ball. The result? A spectacular spare that left everyone in awe. Tyler, with his infectious laughter, couldn't contain himself when Katie accidentally knocked over a pin with her elbow. The laughter was so contagious that soon the entire bowling alley joined in. Carrie, the daredevil of the group, decided to try a cartwheel down the lane after his turn. Much to everyone's surprise, he gracefully executed the acrobatic move, narrowly avoiding the gutter. Tracy, the strategic thinker, offered helpful tips to improve everyone's game, though her advice often resulted in more laughter than improved scores. That is a story for you. So out of the one expletive in that story, do you know what uh, podcast member suggested it? Tracy. Tracy Smith <laughs> is the only person that picked a swear word, and it was pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She's a saint. Leave her alone. <laughs> She's a saint. Yes. Um, that's all I got. That's what I have for you. Hmm. We have a, a new person that just tuned in. Apparently they're a former Nationals champ for uh, Duckpin. Welcome to the show. We specialize in 5-pin, also a small ball bowling game. Up in Canada. We are sorry to hear about Rhode Island. I don't know how big it is, but I would imagine three bowling balls is not large. I apologize. Three bowling, three bowling alleys? Alleys. Yes. <laughs> three bowling balls also not large. Yeah, that's that's not good. My American geography needs some work. Mm-hmm. I know it's on the East Coast, but that's not it. Yeah. To answer Steve's question, yes, because you can see the size of the dog, so you can imagine that it's not very much damage that she's doing on the lawn. But she also has a little pad outside the door here for winter, so she's not roaming <laughs> out into the yard. Oh, really? We, we let our dog out in the yard. She'll be gobbled up by coyotes or by random animals or owls in the summertime. It's, it's not The yard is too big for a small dog like this, so she's got a very confined little space. Don't you hear me? Dog is super chill. Just, yeah, super chill. Uh, she came and saw you there, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. came and hung out with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, last topic of the night slash the year wrap-up kind of idea was from Curtis Kaplan. Uh, we modified it a little bit. Um, we are going to hear everyone's top three non-personal moments from 2023 slash a little bit of the 2022 mm-hmm. season. Um, who wants to start? I know Dexter I was so prepared. I'll, I'll I got, start. Uh, I'll start. That way oh, he no. doesn't steal my mind here. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, go ahead, Tim. I'm just bugging. Okay. All right. I do have a couple. Um, he's a pen Oh, he's prepared. I actually wrote some. Uh, always love uh, the Hall of Fame inductions. I always enjoy being there or seeing the people that put so much time and effort in. Um, obviously, super fortunate to have Tom doing, and then Carrie did um, Carrie to Gino. So I thought those are very, uh, very cool moments. I always enjoy. Um, one thing I love about sports, and this is just me just. Just doing it right ahead. I always love watching people win 
things are the crowning achievement of moments of people winning instead of people losing. I always find it really neat. Um, obviously, watching the live stream and watching Josie win, I thought that like that kind of moment, the whole like heart and determination and and love and joy of just that one moment. I always love watching. Obviously, um, I thought uh, Anthony finally winning in, in Club Tour awesome. was really cool. Um, I, I know how much time and how much money and how much everything he spent in the sport. He deserves it, right? Obviously, uh, Matt Harms obviously won the Tour Champion. Was Chip was cool. Um, I will. You're killing our chances. No, you, you had you had no here. idea. You had no idea. I also <laughs> think. It was great. We finally came out with another province in northern uh, northern Manitoba. <laughs> that finally came out. I'm glad that finally came out. And I will finally say... Last one. I swear to God. Last one. No, no. It's it's not nothing to do with it. We talked about the, the bowling alley workers, the proprietors all winning. I... <laughs> <laughs> I texted Carrie this morning and I was like, Miller won? I won, Derek Holm won. That means that Schultz and Kerry have an opportunity to win because that's our 2014 Masters team right there. If you're looking at hmm. Mojo's and, and stuff is, like is that. Is Schultz going to Regina? Because if he's not, I really got to buck up here. <laughs> I don't think I saw him on the list. <laughs> oh, no. Watch out, Regina. Yeah. It's a pie house. You'll be fine. My high, my high side ever there for sure. All right, Carrie, would you like to go second? Yeah, he picked online, so that really no. was, uh... <laughs> uh Man, yeah. It's so tough seeing Derek Holm winning back-to-back Manitoba yeah. Opens is pretty unreal. And seeing him and Matt Harms in the final again, we've pretty never cool. seen that before, so that was really cool. Um Timmy winning his second tournament finally after everybody taking it out <laughs> on him, never winning one on Sunday. So that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of the WCBT. So like, I'm very skewed that way. I think a lot of the the crowning highlights I think comes from that. I'm um, a big but, fan, says the president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, being you. at Open Nationals, uh, filming it for the five pin viewers and seeing. The ladies take home gold and Derek home winning gold. Yeah. That was really cool. That was that was actually that was intense moments. I know um, being there and experiencing it, running back and forth, watching the ladies, watching the mix, watching the men's all playing in the finals, and seeing the heartache on one side and seeing the elation on one side and seeing them all come together and for their hugs and congratulations and um, that is that was such an intense moment for everybody and. Um, somewhere on the losing side, somewhere on the winning side. So um, to see that, I don't know if many people picked up on it, to see all those friends get together and experience that together. It was a pretty neat moment for me. I think, I, th I agree, Kerry. I think those moments are like the coolest moments. The ones where you see <clears throat> people play themselves in, win a championship, you see people falter and lose and see that heartache, I think that that's like, it's it's the best part of the game, which is why I say, as much as I, I don't really like watching bowling, the one thing that I truly, truly love watching is the final game of the final set at a cash tournament. And like, 
final shift. And it is just, there is just something, there's nothing quite like it. So I'm going to put that on my list. This year's Regina was unbelievable. Like, yeah. unbelievable. There was probably eight people that shot seven baggers or more in their last game to make that cut. You see people screaming from one side to the other, and it was just so much intensity, and it was just like I've never, I've never felt that kind of energy. It was a different energy in that building than I've seen before. On the flip side, I mean, I Henry, Henry ends up losing by like ten, and it was like pure heartbreak because like I was really hoping that that guy was going to make that cut. Uh, but I think, I think that was one of the coolest moments of my watching bowling ever. Was that that final game in Regina? Um, I, I don't want to say this is personal. I did coach, but um, that's not why it matters to me. Uh, Madison and Italia winning nationals this year um, for uh, YBC championships was absolutely awesome. I'm very fortunate that I was able to coach that team. Um, but it was more of a friendship than anything. I mean, like, Madison and I have been friends for a very long time at this point, and then, like, Natalia was... Uh, a nice addition to that, who matches my sarcasm, so it works. It worked very well. Um, but to be able to see Madison on her final, you know, um, her final YBC Nationals, and to watch her win was awesome. So very happy for the two of them. It was awesome. Um, and we we talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm I'm super stoked for Christian Murphy winning um, mm -hmm. Youth Challenge qualifying. Super stoked for that kid. He's put in so much work, so much effort. Um, and, like, if there's something I love seeing more than anything is, like, people putting in effort and getting rewarded for it. And it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of mental preparation. It takes a lot of self-discipline to actually go in and put in that work. So, like, watching Christian Murphy win that is absolutely cool. Somebody else in the podcast who we chat quite a bit, uh, Amanda Howlett, uh, making... Um, IP provincials after putting in like a boatload of work. It's awesome. Like I, I just I love seeing those things happen. Nice. DB, do you have a top three? Yeah, you bet. Um, so obviously the one that you talked about, Dexter, was the the set. Obviously at Regina, I was lucky enough to be part of that set um, with Ryan O'Callaghan, Parker Anderson, Blair Pizzi, Jaden. Uh, Algaier was part of it, and it was an incredible experience to be part of that. Everybody just going, and like you said, just the energy and their best set ever being part of that, 100%. Um, big one for me and uh, for the bowling world was Edmonton hosting nationals. I think, what was it, Tim, 2006 or something the last time? 2005. 2005. That Edmonton hosted it. So there was a lot of work that went into that from – many many meetings of preparation side to it the the chair people the volunteers you know of 40 plus volunteers that had to do with that so just that whole you know atmosphere and and, and coming to the event and having getting to put it all on was was wicked you know i'm i'm you know pretty fortunate that i get to be the voice of those sometimes at the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies and getting to induct the hall of fame um, was very special to me as well to be able to stand up there and uh, rattle off all their accomplishments is, is really cool uh, and there's some very accomplished people out there so that was that was really neat um, and then you know I got to mention of course the pro league you know the bombers uh, winning the pro league this year you know 
you know, we, we know that we're quiet. Um, we're not flashy, you know, um, we're not the, you know, in a way, you know, call it the most, uh, you know, look at the average pros and look at some of the teams that really work on their chemistry and outside of it uh, and build it. Whereas the bombers are just go about our business when we're on the lane, you know, we have a, a cool, uh, group that when we would show up and we just believed in ourselves and they came to playoff time and we stepped up like you don't win the playoffs in the regular season all you got to do is make it to the mix and mm -hmm. you know once we got there we just and again we were very close with uh the misfits they beat us the first game 7-1 then we won the next game 7-1 the whole the whole playoff last year from the pro league was crazy right remember the mayhem yeah. they had a, a big win and then they ended up losing you know, yeah, yeah. obviously, Dream Crushers. We, you know, beat the Dream Crushers in the semifinal. Then we could be able to beat the, the next gen. You know, right? Uh, I think we lost every time. We lost our first game, and we were able to battle back and just dug in, stuck in together um, as a team and as a group, and just believed in ourselves and came out on top. But you know, Dex, you had mentioned that final moment or shift or or final moment of anything, and that realization that you've won. Um, you know, Tim, you got to experience this year at TPC, that, that moment that you feel that, that you won and just that the blood rushing and that, oh, my God, we just won. And that was something so cool when uh, the Bombers, I think it might have been ninth or tenth frame, right, that threw a strike or the guys threw a strike ahead of us. And we just knew like that this is over. And it was just the work, the effort uh, to be able to come out on top was, was super cool. But that was wicked. I think just overall the growth of, I've been universe for the year has taken yet again, another step in, in everything that you, that we do, um, you know, from the artwork, from the design, from the, the followers, the subscribers, the podcasts, you know, stepping aside a little bit, you know, Tyler coming on board, um, developing the ladies podcast that's growing, you know, going on to now more and more live streaming, you know, stuff. Um, I think just, you know, it, continued growth obviously carrie coming on board with bradson group you know is a big moment too being able to work on some of this together so we don't have to text all the time now we can work on it right here next to each other and do more things for the sport and grow i think that it's just exciting to be part of um and very proud of what this group has done and what everybody does in the five minute bowling it's a very tight-knit group and it's cool to see the numbers that are coming out and continuing to support uh, tournaments, you know, we look at club tour Hopedale. I think we just saw was like record numbers, you know, NBTs having huge numbers. The elite level side of the game is thriving. So it's, uh, it's good to see. We want to continue that growth, uh, and that long-term sustainability, right? That's, that's, what's exciting about the sport to continue doing what we love to do. And this is, this is our hobby. Uh, we talked about the other things before, but our hobby is bowling five pin bowling and it's uh get to be part of this and build it is is, is pretty awesome very nice um for me personally i think my first one was watching my sister coach that edmonton team to gold um you know as much as desiree is a very humble like very similar as personalities and she doesn't share that softer side that she has with a lot mm -hmm. of people and knowing how hard she is on herself and how much pressure she puts on herself to be that role model and that leader for those ladies especially having people like madison jenkins and jamie on that team who had never been in a scenario like that um and just getting her to or like being able to witness her come to trust herself and like really 
um, like believe that her, like Palmer says, 10 years of dominance at Youth Challenge isn't just the te- a good team that she had. She was like in- an instrumental part of that um, is really nice because now every time that we go to a tournament, she doesn't text me like, oh my God, I hope this goes well. She's like, I know I got this. Um, and it she makes me really, really proud to see that. Um, most recently, seeing Alyssa and Brooke make the fours um, at a WCBT event, I hope that that really pushes other female athletes. Um, you know, I, I'm not a female, I can't speak what they were experiencing, but I hope that kind of breaks down that mental barrier of, I can make it to the finals, to the semifinals, I can do it. Um, you know, we're all equal in this game. It is not a men's versus ladies game. This is just a game of who can be the best that day. So I think that was really, really like a pivotal point for WCBT. At least I hope it is um, in some of our results. Kind of, you know, like Kelly Kulik um, making PBA shows and then that opening up for Clara Guerrero um, and some players like that. And then I think lastly is like, I grew up in an era where there wasn't really bowling on TV. You know, TSN shut down in 2009, just as I was starting to get into competitive bowling as a youth. Uh, And like all through high school, I had to tell people, yeah, I'm going to bowling nationals. And they're like, what? That's, I didn't think that was a thing. And to see all the work that people like Five Pin Universe and WCBT and BPG and Carrie, like the work that you guys have done as live streamers and promoters for the sport, this is a year that I can look back and really think like we did something. Like we actually made a change to the game. And that is exciting. And I hope it keeps going because I, I would love to be on TSN one day or CBC or. CTV or global or any <laughs> any TV channels. Did we ever <laughs> did we ever find out what happened with the Shaw stuff? From um from Red Deer? Oh, that was supposed to be with like with Greg. No, I don't No, know. it was like the like they, they did the whole last match. Or the last like know. the fours and the twos and we all sat there and did commentary for it. I thought they did live. I thought it was a live thing. It wasn't live, no. It was definitely it wasn't not. live. I I haven't heard anything about it. I know they took the commentary from it and stuff, but from what I remember, I think they had the cameras on the wrong scoreboards. And so I'm not sure if they realized that they had to rebuild the scoreboards and they scrapped the <laughs> project. It? Oh, damn. Mm, that sucks. Yep, that's what happens when you have... Non-bowlers trying to organize Non-bowlers trying to promote bowling. They unfortunately needed more help with that. And they, I I hope it came out. I don't quote me on that, but I don't think it did. Yes. Bill's got a good question here too. What about the open film? It's in review, in edits. We've, yes, we've got one copy. We sent back our feedback. So still in the works, still coming. I'm excited to see those. I'm not. Because Katie told me about one of the scenes. Or one oh, of the no. clips. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't really you bring know, up think... the jazz hands at Nationals. So you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Steve Barker comment there about YouTube. It's tough because we all want TSN back or bowling back on TSN or Sportsnet or something. Is that 
you know, as much as we don't say it's an unrealistic dream because it's realistic and it would be great to happen, but I'm not sure if it is. So right now YouTube is just as good. YouTube is on TV. And as we continue to, to build, I mean, you can just, you know, kids are now more on you throw more on YouTube or TikTok or social media than they are even watching any TV. So, yeah. You know, it's really the viewership. Can we continue to grow the viewership? So instead of it's being 100 people live or maybe at a Masters Nationals 500 or 400 or whatever number, can we go into the thousands and thousands? And maybe once that starts happening, the bigger networks will take notice. So our challenge and everybody out there that's listening is to get into is to have more viewers on a Sunday morning. Right. Tell your friends to subscribe to the channels, to log in on a Sunday morning to watch. Um, we need to bump those numbers up significantly and then people will take notice. But you know, you can't just have a small subset of people watching it every week. It needs to be expanded out into the masses and the general public of watching it and seeing it. So that's what's going to be able to grow the sport is the viewers. We have to prove it by our own channels first before we'll go anywhere else. But it is awesome to see um, WCBT hit a thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's that's yeah. massive. I mean, we know that number can grow exponentially, but that's massive. I would love to get five pin universe to that point too. Thousand viewers is really important in the in the world of YouTube. So yeah. subscribe yeah, people big. if you haven't. Um, get your friends to subscribe. It's awesome. Henry, I'm all about self promotion. And you guys do a lot of it you're going to have a whole half last of the season full of average pros content. <laughs> Just look at it this way. We got us out of the way. Now you can have the last half and it'll all be about you. <laughs> Looking ahead, you know, pretty excited about some relationships that we're forming with some national bodies though, too, on, on a couple of sides of things, you know, just the other day, um, Carrie and myself had a meeting with Bull Canada and the executive. Um, it was supposed to be a 15 minute meeting and it turned into almost an hour and just really kind of went through the who's and the what's and how can we help and work together and, and cross promote and build. And obviously this is the proprietor network that league bowlers on a weekly basis coming in. So mm -hmm. how can we work together so that they can share our product with the regular league bowlers, not just the elites or the match players, so there's there's good stuff coming there. Um, excited about that. Mm -hmm. Excited about the relationship with the C5 as well. Um, you know that, that that's happening there. If they, I know that's obviously um, you know the youth owners. We don't know about um, or we know that they're not having an in-person tournament. Um, but there's the live stream side of it that we're going to make it just as good as ever. So it's exciting, mm -hmm. right? There's there's good things yes. happening for us, and the growth is happening there. Um, and we're going to continue to put out as good of a product as we possibly can. So it's great. I don't know how much that is public knowledge. I really want to talk about it. But Amanda, you can let me know if I'm allowed to talk about that stuff since you're in the chat. Um, but yeah, there's lots. We're working on stuff in the background. We're looking to develop more. We've talked to marketing companies. We've talked to bunch of different stuff. And I'm not just talking five pin universe. I'm talking WCBT and, and five PL and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm allowed to talk about, okay, perfect. Amanda gave me the go ahead. This is visual proof that if it ever comes back, um, 
WCBT is working with a SAIT program to hopefully get business um, school, I don't even know how to properly say it, people taking business courses in SAIT to take us on as a project to help us develop out the business plan for the WCBT, reach out to new markets, reach out to all this stuff. There we go. The Business Diploma Capstone Project. Um, I know Amanda reached out to Mitch and then Dexter was involved and Dexter led us, led her to us and we've been working with her and she's been phenomenal doing up drafts for us because uh, me and Johnson are super busy on the WCBT side and part of BPG in our Christmas season and um, she's been unreal and we hope that we get picked as a project and we know it's not per uh, we aren't picked yet or any of that stuff hasn't been decided, but this more avenues to try and build this out, right? That's what we need. The people that are involved, the small audience that's been watching us all evening. If you happen to know somebody that is in something that can help us or that can help the sport, just throw a comment to them. It's as simple as one, one conversation, right? It's great. The, the greatest thing about this sport is just the vast number of people we know and just the vast number of professionalism and, and, what, and what their careers are. Um, it's amazing. We need a plumber. We got a plumber. You know, uh, I never thought that we would have somebody in the SAIT program that could help us with business proposals for things because ultimately the, this, this could very well be... Um, one of the, it might work out to be one of the biggest things for WCBT we've had in a long time. It really, it really could be. If it goes well, if we get picked, um, it has the opportunity of, you know, maybe reaching the people that we actually need to reach. And, it, yeah, grateful yeah. for it. It should be awesome. Yeah. There's lots of stuff in the background. We, we share as much as we can. We try to be open book and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff that we don't... Um, don't say because we don't want to let let people down in the end. Um, Aaron's asking about the SAIT program. So it's a business school or uh, a trade school in Calgary, Alberta. It's like Nate. It's the Southern version of Southern it. Alberta, Alberta Institute, Institute of Technology. Technology. Yeah. yeah. That's all. The university, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. We made it. We made it. We did it. Merry Christmas. I'm proud of us. <laughs> um, some of you cool. will see us in 5PL this Sunday. Some of you won't see us till after till Christmas. Gen. Yeah, next yeah. gen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're in the other division. Go next gen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if not, maybe we'll have a show before New Year's. Um, we'll, we'll put out some information. We'll have something before New Year's. Um, but... Thanks again for everybody for watching. Ladies podcast Paying next it. week. Yeah, ladies podcast next yeah. week. And they'll do right. something for Christmas for you all. Hopefully uh, they'll come up with some idea. They always do. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Daryl, for coming back on. Thanks, and uh, it was a good, good show. We'll yeah. see, you all see you next year, Daryl. See you next year. Yeah, see you next year. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Uh, yeah.